there's not not a single person who has not been vulnerable. Yeah. I, I just don't believe that. Even the most confident person is vulnerable. And that's what I think people have to know, you know, especially all the things you see on social media, like everyone's beautiful. Everyone's having a great time. Everyone's wealthy. Everyone's all these things, but are they really, you know? Right. And then I feel like when people start to compare themselves to what they see on the internet, they get really sad. Yeah. Right. So I feel like if I can make art that people can And welcome to Talk Back On episode 12, where we share what goes on from the other side of the studio glass. We have our host, Jay Chong, who is an award-winning multi-platinum producer and songwriter. Kairos, CEO of Decade Plus Music, an award-winning pl multi-platinum producer and songwriter. And I, myself, KO, Chief Engineer and Director of A&R at DPM. We have a very special guest on Talk Back On this week. But before we dive into her career and success, let's check out the latest circuit board. That you don't want to miss. Let's go. Hey guys, today on Circuit Board, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of Emily May's release titled My Domain. So to start things off, we're going to talk about the instrumental with some of the producers that were part of the song from Decade Plus Music Publishing. So please welcome Snooze and let's get right into it. Hey guys, I'm Boshi. And I'm Muji. And we are Snooze, a production duo with Decade Plus Music and as K.O. said, we're just going to show you a little behind the scenes of the first half of the chorus for Emily May's My Domain. And the way we usually work is I'll do my thing in FL Studio and Muji will do his in Ableton. And so that's what we have here. Uh, we have the session open in Ableton and we're going to start by listening to just the first half of the chorus by itself. All right, so I'm just gonna get into it with the base layers and go over what we did there. So the trick with layering, especially with bass, is to just have good sounds first off that work well together. And then of course, you're gonna wanna EQ each layer so that everything fits nicely like puzzle pieces. And so we're gonna go through the layers here, starting with this first one that's just a distorted mid bass that's cutting below 100 Hertz. All right, and then the next one is similar. It just adds a little bit of grit and a little width, and it's cut around 500 hertz. And the next one is another low distorted mid bass cutting around 80 to 100 hertz. All right, and you notice with those first three sounds, they're kind of just dry and in your face. But with this next layer, you start to add a, uh, some more high frequencies with uh, some distortion and reverb. It's just a big horn that's cut below 100 hertz. All right, so now with that sound, you can see it's starting to add some depth and space. And then the last, layer is just a sub with a little bit of tube distortion. All right, and then we'll listen to everything together. All right, so nice and fat. You can see with 
each individual layer, uh, they're not really that impressive by themselves, but when you EQ everything properly and uh, distribute your frequencies, uh, you just get this huge sound. And so that's about it for the bass layers. You know, we're going to go to Muji now, and he's going to talk some more about the lead synths. Hey guys, so like Boshi said, um, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the lead synths. Um, so for the synth, um, we want it to have a call and response type of thing. Uh, so you already have a little bit of the call section um, with the bass. So to reciprocate with that, we want it to add these type of things. And uh, all that really is, is just a distorted saw wave. Um, we took away the low end here and uh, we put a little bit of reverb to make it a little bit more spacious. So without those two um, effects, it sounds like this. So it's a little bit too in your face. So now with uh, the post-processing, it sounds like this. Cool. So the next synth is just a funky lead sound. Again, we want it to cut away all the low end below 100. Um, we also added some OTT here to make it a little bit thicker. Um, so this is what the sound uh, sounds like. And uh, without that post-processing, it sounds like this. Cool. Now that together with uh, the bass, it sounds like this. Cool. And together with the track, it all comes together and it sounds like this. Awesome. So uh, now we're going to head over to Ko, and he's going to be talking a little bit more about the song. Thanks, Snooze. If you want to know more about them, go ahead and check them out at Snooze Official. Now, once the production has been established, we moved it over to Pro Tools to add additional production and start the songwriting process. So let's jump right into the session. Cool. As you heard, the first half of the chorus has a larger than life kind of feel. However, the second half of the chorus has a bit more of a constant energy going on. When it came down to vocal production, we wanted to kind of match that. So what I'm going to do is play you guys the song with just the lead vocals and show you kind of the processing as well as the layering that we did on top of it. Here we go. Nice. From here, we decided to kind of make the first half of the chorus kind of like you're singing through a megaphone or what we call also a telephone effect. So I have this EQ setting um, where I'm filtering out a lot of the lows and highs and boosting up some of the high mids. Then I've also added an additional parallel vox where I am processing it with various kinds of EQs, compressors, and even this built-in um, vocal distortion or this uh, guitar amp simulator and even adding a octave low or a chop and screw 
with a vocoder on there. So um, adding that kind of adds a different kind of energy and vibe. So let's play it and check it out. Cool. You can already tell that the vibe of the song is is turning almost kind of dark and then it brightens up a little bit on the second half. So we wanted to have that kind of transition and it makes it really cool when you start adding effects like that. One quick tip for all the vocalists out there. When you guys are recording, be sure to plan out your vocal production, for example, like your layering, your backgrounds and any kind of harmonies, because that will enhance your performance and have a better idea of what you need to go for once you start recording all the lead vocals. So hope that helps. Awesome. So aside from the lead vocals, we also have doubles that follow the lead vocal melody. And finally, we have harmonies. Now the harmonies have some interesting processing going on. We have our EQ, compression, de-esser, etc. But I also decided to add a flanger on there. And this is your built-in Pro Tools flanger with kind of like the mix knob set pretty low. But I've also added that to kind of give it a ghostly kind of vibe. So check it out. You're in my domain, so no, we're not the same. Kind of adds like a fluttering effect. So having that sit on top of while the lead vocal is singing too, it just kind of creates this overall great effect. So now let's play back the whole song with these effects and all the layers unmuted. And uh, now you guys can have a clear idea of how it sounds with the uh, full picture. The way I look at vocal production is the same way I look at it when I'm making a track. You got to pick a great sound source, i.e. a vocalist. Make sure that the microphone that you select fits well with the vocalist, but also consider the layers, harmonies, and backgrounds work well with the track too. So hope you guys got something out of this one, and I'll see you guys next time. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed Circuit Board on my domain. I think this will be a perfect segue to our special guest today. She is a world star as a top social media influencer, actress, entrepreneur, and recently an artist that just debuted her first song as a singer-songwriter. Please welcome yours and our favorite goal, Emily May. It's so funny. Like part of my head has disappeared, so I just look like a little cone head. But uh, hello, it's your favorite goal, hopefully, uh, Emily May. And uh, I'm here to talk about, I guess, my domain, which was actually um, co-written, co-produced, co-done everything by DPM. So, you know, they can give all the insights that I have no idea about because I can't engineer at all. But <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm here to talk about the creative side to it, right? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Before we get into that, like, please share uh, your story and how all of this got started. Hmm, how all of this got started. Well, it depends how far back we want to go. If we want to go really far back, um, I was in middle school, sitting in the bathroom, reading manga by myself. 
and, <laughs> uh, you know, hiding out during lunch, reading manga in the bathroom. And then fast forward to me, old now still loving anime and i decided what if i could take music and acting and action and anime and put it all into one project like how cool would that be which is how my domain kind of got started so for me this is kind of a blend of everything that i love in one project and um i was introduced to the dpm guys because they were like i was like you know what i i want to make music and they were like, you know who's amazing? DPM. DPM is amazing. You should meet them. And we vibed like immediately. Like, tell me we did not vibe immediately, you guys. Oh, <laughs> we were just throwing around ideas. And I was like, ah, yeah, this is, this is good. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think the story of the song kind of came from a place of, well, I guess where all good anime plot lines came from. Betrayal! You know, from a place of betrayal. And then... Um, a place of healing, I would say. So betrayal and the healing and the journey and the self-discovery and where you ended up. So I guess that's kind of the little journey that I went on. So You would never guess how much fun we had just based on what you just said, because in the studio we had a blast, you know, and Emily's energy is just next level, you know, just made everybody just, you know, get to that next, you know, next level uh, in creativity and just a lot of fun, you know. Um, I don't know if you, I don't think anybody knows this, but, um, I think the same, you know, the day I first met you was the same day I first met, um, Jay, Jay Hung. Uh, is that right? I'm pretty sure because it, wh what event was that Jay Hung? Um, it was like some kind of a food event. Food event. Yeah. And then like, wait, were you there? Emily? Maybe, was she? No, like afterwards, I think like, you know, uh, James and, uh, some of the other guys, we all went to, uh. And, and DPD, I think we went to um, a Donko. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh and then my god! I, I had a uh, uh, yeah. Peniel was with me. Wait, there's a place called Donko yeah. in LA. Yeah, there's say? a place called Donko. Surprisingly, it doesn't sell X-rated goods. It sells soju and chicken and stuff. So. Yeah, it's like a what is that? Oh, that kind of theme. Is it like a chicken gizzard place or something? Is that, is that why it's called Tonko? They, they sell it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's really like me. I could not okay. tell you why. They yeah. don't serve Tonkos there. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, tell me more. Uh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's almost like full circle, you know, like I, um, we, we hung out. I think we went to like Mama Lion afterwards or whatever. And then, um, yeah. And then you, 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 you and Peniel are obviously friends, you know, and then that's how, uh, we met, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of things happened that day, I guess. No, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, back to <laughs> my domain. Uh, that was, you know, we just had a lot of fun doing that and, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll kind of dive into that and just the behind the scenes and, you know, what, what came you know how we all put it together and, and and such so but um yeah i just want to say this though uh emily is a incredible songwriter and she has just this uh natural sense of just approaching music and you know her, her thought process her creativity the art that she has in her mind and and um and you know it was just so much fun being able to just display that all and put it all together you know so uh very fun process yeah and, uh, and i'm really excited that you're here you know, I, so. I, I feel like that just I feel like I'm the epitome of like a weird artist. I just like 
things just come into my head and I'm like, but what if we try this? And you guys are always like, okay, okay, okay. We can, yeah. we can try that. And then we do it. And then you know what? I'm like, and we're like, mm, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's not bad actually. <laughs> so it's funny because I feel like I can hear things in my head, but I can't like physically do them. But then like yeah. you guys are always good at putting my weird ideas. Like I'll hum some weird ideas or I'll just say some random references and you're like, okay, I got it. And then you guys yeah. are just throw them in. You know, so I feel like that's, that's good teamwork. Yeah, it definitely was. And, um, you know, I think as producers, like I personally love when, you know, the artist gets really involved, um, because you, you know, we feed off that energy and as you know, as long as like we continue to grow that energy and, you know, vibe in the studio, I think there's, you know, really the sky's the limit, you know, we, you know, just a lot of things can happen. Whereas, you know, if I was to sit there and go, uh, how about we try this? And they're like, uh, I guess I'll try it. <laughs> you know, it's like, or you don't have to, you know, um, those sessions don't really go that far, but yeah, it was one of those things, you know, and we, you know, there's a saying where, you know, we catch lightning in a bottle and I feel like we had a lot of moments like that, you know, <laughs> I think so. you know, I, I feel like um, some of our best moments were writing really savage lyrics. Like I, yeah. I feel like I have, we have so much fun for some reason writing like really just savage lyrics, you know, like some stuff that, you know, obviously no one's heard yet, but yep. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, I, I think those are some of our best moments. And I feel like um, for us as a team, we like to do things that are out of the box. Right. Yes. So yeah. like including um, that, outro which i i honestly think is one of my favorite parts i remember i brought it to you guys i was like hey what if we just do a big drop at the end and you yeah. guys were like oh okay mm -hmm. a little weird but okay let's try it and you did it and it was a it turned out yeah. to be like one of my favorite parts yeah yeah how about that first time we we all kind of you know hurt together just collectively like listen to you know the track and you know the way it, it developed i mean every moment was just so magical we're just you know just blown away by it you know and yeah it was just so cool to see just see it come to life but you're right like that process even with the outro um you know we remember like emily was like let's try the breathing thing at the end you know and just have all this talking we're like Okay, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah, I feel like speaking, and you're like, wait, what? And I was like, but not just speaking, like I want to whisper. Yeah, I whisper and make it really creepy, and you guys were like, okay, 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 yeah. let's try that, and we did it, and it sounded good. Yeah, you know? I don't work. Yeah, but I think that's the really uh, kind of like the brilliant part of working with someone that's so visual, you know, uh, because you you have a lot of these different layers and thought process that, you know, is supported by the visual. And obviously for us, you know, we hear the music um, and I think sometimes, uh, you know, that can be very special and, and unique in its own way, because, you know, obviously we know that songs uh, sometimes have music videos and a lot, a lot of other things that happen, especially in K-pop. But um, but in this case it was really cool because we got to kind of share those thoughts and creativity right from the beginning, you know? So yeah, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, one of the things that was really challenging for this song in particular was that we wanted the song to be good as a whole, but it also had to match the music video. Right. Yeah. So there was like a storyline involved and everything. So like even the drops, even like some of the lyrics, even, um, the outro, it had to go with, sort of a timeline, I would say, yeah. which is why it was very challenging. Like I would say more challenging than writing some of the other songs. Yeah. Um, so 
simply because there were so many things at play, right? There's the storyline, there's the, the lyrics, the lore, there's the, the, the timeline, like everything. So yeah. I feel like it really was an amazing feat that we did this. Oh, yeah. I still like, you know, pat yourself on the back, you know? <laughs> I remember there was, um, there was a point where I was, I was like doing the, the music and then um, thinking about the video at the same time. And then we would go back and forth and then it included the animation too. And things had to fall on beat. And we were just like, ah, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and, and I, I just love how, especially like, you know, I know chaos kind of staying silent, but he's, you know, him and uh, snooze, you know, the other production duo, oh, they put in it. some killer work. Yeah. So awesome work all together. And, you know, and I'm glad, you know, we get to talk about it today. So, yeah. I think just to add on to that, like what Emily was great at is just having a great sense of direction. And, um, you know, I think one of the questions that people ask is like, oh, so how do I get from like point A to point B? You need a great sense of direction and be able to focus on it. Um, you know, it's, it's like a mixing or if we go into like production, like how do I create a song from the beginning? Have a sense of direction, you know, do some research. But not only that, I think what what um Emily is great at is she's taking some some of her influences from her younger self or even what she's doing right now, what she likes and be able to create her artistry around it or and her vision. Um, and I think that's important, you know, and it, and it applies to all creative fields, I feel like where, you know, if you want to pursue a career, whether it is a producer or a songwriter, you need to have a sense of direction, whether it is a goal um, or in terms of trying to make a certain project. Um, I think that's definitely important. Small clap. Small class. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let, let, you know, let's talk about the banger, you know, my domain, you know, I think it's a great visual representation of the music and the art that comes from you. Uh, could you please tell us how the process was when planning out like the music video? Oh, man. Oh, well, so this is actually an idea that I've had in in my mind for a very, very long time, like over two years. So I already had a sense of the plot line, right? There's a huge plot line that like isn't even mentioned yet. So this is just scratching the surface of the plot line, which is why it's episode one. And then so there's just like it. There's a huge story. And I knew that um, I had to give people an introduction. So it was an introduction to my character, an introduction to May. But I also now, because we had Amber and Soren as features, had to think of storylines for them and who they were and what their characters are. So the first thing that I did was go into character development. So I wanted the characters to have very distinct personalities. And I also wanted my friends to go out of the box. I would say I wanted my friends to be, it's weird because I, this sounds really weird, but I wanted them to be uncomfortable because I feel like you really don't grow unless you're uncomfortable. And I feel like because they came onto this project and I wanted to do something that they could be proud of, right? I, I didn't want to just do like a normal video where we just sang and everything looks pretty, nothing against one of those, but I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to give a small shock. I want to, I want to give a small shock. So um, the second part was, I was thinking about, do I want to dance or do I want to fight? Because, mm. you know, music videos, usually, you know, your, people are singing and they're lip singing and then they're dancing. And I was like, you know what? I can't dance, but I can fight. So yeah. we ended up uh, going with stunt choreography and then had to come the storyline, which how am I going to tell a story in three minutes? 
with animation. So where does that all go? Which is how I came up with a storyline of, you know, finding the artifact and then uh, having a flashback, which my friend played my mom. It was so funny. So we had a flashback and then you see the mom putting the artifact into the container and then you flash forward to me holding it and you realize. And then Soren's character, who's the hacker, this is another challenging part. Soren was in Korea. Amber and I were in LA. So I had to think about how am I going to involve Soren in the music video when she's not with us? So the only way to do that was to make her a hacker because then she could be hacking from um, a different place. And wow. then comes the challenging part of, I wanted to include her in the fight scenes. Like, how am I going to do that and include her into the fight scenes? At first, um, my idea was actually to make her a long distance sniper character. So at first she was supposed to be a long distance sniper character. And what we were going to do was while we shot the um, action scenes in LA, we would take uh, just shots of guys going and like falling and they were supposed to be sniper shots. But due to um, difficulties with like green screen, VFX, everything, we thought that that might be too hard. So I just wanted people to break into our hacker room. And I was like, that's the easiest part. And it's funny because um, during that shoot with Soren, we actually learned it on the spot. Like on the spot, I was like, what kind of action could we do? What is like something easy? Soren has never done action. The, uh, my friend Leonard, who was one of the characters, has never done action before. Um, the other stuntman, he was, he's done a little bit of action before, so um, he knew how to do it. But how do you get, and the crew who shot it doesn't shoot action because they shoot music videos. So I was like, what are some easy enough stunts that look cool, but, and nobody's going to get hurt, which is how I came up with uh, Soren's fight sequence in my domain. And then also at the end, because I knew I wanted to fall off a building. So I thought the best way to transition from real life to anime would be to fall off a building. Cause you know, what am I going to do? I'm falling and I fall into anime. Ah, you know? So how do I get to the building if Amber's fighting, I'm fighting, we're both doing well? Well, the only way is for Amber to get captured, right? So, which is how Amber gets captured. I am fighting the final boss. He kicks me in the face, ow, off the building, and then it falls into anime. Funny story, Amber was like, I was like, hey, Amber, what's your weapon of choice? And she was like, okay, I'm going to use a bow staff. So I was like, all right, cool. We prepared a whole thing with a stunt in bow staff. And I was like, okay, Amber, here's a video. Um, how long have you trained? She's like, oh, I've, I've never, never used the bow staff before. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So Amber had two days and she wow. just banged it out, like literally. And some of the uh, choreo she actually learned on the spot. So I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do on the spot. So a lot of the uh, start work was actually learned uh, the day of. Um, <laughs> Most of the stunt work was actually learned the day of. Funny enough, I have all these like little stories, but um, the Black Widow move that I did, which uh, I like swung around the guy's neck. Oh yeah, um, that was our second time doing that ever. Wow! And I literally, we had no no time to practice. We had busy schedules, so I literally was like, "What if we just do it?" And worst case scenario, it doesn't work, and we just can't use it. And we did it in like two takes. Wow. So, <laughs> you know, props to him. Uh, props to Sky. You know, it was mostly him doing the spinning. I was just, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, it was um, a big process. Um, it was a learning process, I would say for sure. Uh, 
Yeah. And then the post work, uh, the VFX, we actually ended up building a whole city. So we built a whole city and um, for the intro and for our music video, we actually dropped us into a part of the city, which is really interesting. So it took about, I would say a couple of weeks to a month to actually build an entire city. Wow. Yeah. It was based off of Neo Shanghai. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a lot bad. of information. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you should just create your own metaverse. You know, everyone's, uh, <laughs> Funny you say that. <laughs> just that leave it yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a question. Uh, is was this your first, like song and music video that you ever produced? Yes, actually, this is my, my debut. This is the first time um, I've ever written music. The first really? time I co-directed a music video, the first time I did story storyboarding, the first time I've done any of this actually, which is why I'm so thankful to the DPM guys for guiding me. Uh-huh. Cause it's so funny. I had so many questions. I was like, Hey, what if we do this? Is this okay? Is this how people do things? Like how do people do things in music? And then they just kind of were like my, my, my dads, I would say in music and they just kind of guided me along. So, and you know, with my, my co-director Mariah too, um, everyone just kind of, guided me along and they were really patient and this is what we came up with. Yeah. I mean, the, the music video is very, very involved. I, I, I you know, <laughs> ambitious. Uh, yeah. When, when, when Kairos and KO posted it on Instagram, I immediately checked it out and I was, I was like, wow. First, first question was like, Oh my God, this video looks like a million million dollar budget. What is oh, that? Man. <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, Cause you know, I, I've, you know, done many music videos and you know, it's very hard to make it look like the way, way you guys did it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and the song was great. And then of course, you know, Kairos and, you know, KO, you know, doing their thing. So yeah, the song was fire and like, and I, you know, seeing Amber on there and everything, it was really, it was really crazy. Like, like <laughs> this was like very big production. Yeah. I think we had a crew of, 50 to 70 people, I would say, mm-hmm. for the production. It was a very, very big production, which is why it was also really difficult because we had so many moving parts and so little time to shoot. It's funny because we actually shot the intro music video the same day that we shot the um, full music video because that way we would save safe budget on using the green screen studio because it was really expensive um, and the only way that it was possible was that everyone worked for under their rate. So every single person that worked on this project, on this music video worked for under their rate out of passion. So that's why I'm like, you know, I'm so thankful to every single person because everyone basically was like, you know what? I believe in this project. I believe in the art. I just want to make art, which is how we were able to shoot. If you shot this music video, like, with anyone else with a different team with like an actual budget. Um, I got an estimate from somebody else and they said it would be around 350 to $400,000. Yeah. Which is, which is the standard for something like this because it's so VFX intensive and it was a three day shoot. So I got it for like a fraction of that, which is why I'm like, it's, it's amazing. I'm I'm just amazed that this was your first project and you actually (laughs) pulled it off. You pulled it off really well. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty impressed. Thank you. you know, a lot of people have ideas, right? But to actually execute it to that level uh, on the first try, <laughs> that is pretty amazing. Because, uh, yeah, because, you know, watching that video, it was, it was, it was, 
uh, it seemed like it was made by like a veteran, you know, who's done it many, many times. So I thought, I thought you already had like a discography of songs and things like that. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Wow. You know, it's, um, so the guy who did the animation, uh, Eric, I worked with his animation studio. So the two of us actually sat down for like a very long time. And, um, he worked on the storyline with me and we had to decide like how we were going to execute it and how it was going to fall into animation because in, for, for me, um, the character may and the animation were so important that I kind of built this whole world around that. So that in itself was a whole, let me tell you, animation is <laughs> so expensive. I had no idea how expensive animation was. And Eric and his whole team, everybody, of course, worked for under their rate too. And we knocked that out in like a month. Like, and I think it was what, 24 frames, 26 frames. I don't remember per second. So wow. they were just drawing away, coloring away. We went back and forth and back and forth on like the character design, the coloring, the, um, how the city looked when you fell. And it was, it was so complicated. So it was definitely a learning experience, I would say. And I would say I'm in no way um, a veteran. <laughs> well, that, that made me so happy that you said that because I mean, uh, you know it kind of going back to what ko said you know about you having very clear direction of what you wanted to do uh you know this is i mean it sounds like a very very complicated like complex storyline with visuals and all this stuff and how you orchestrated all that uh you need really you need somebody with really really clear direction to pull something like this off you know, uh, otherwise it could be a real big disaster. Like, <laughs> you oh, know, two you have, oh man, you have no idea. So we actually had, um, it's funny. We actually had like sort of an, like an incident with editing. And what happened was, um, it came down to it that me and the director had to edit the music video ourselves. So oh, wow. yeah, there was a, there was a mishap and then it got to the point where me and the other director sat down over zoom for eight hours and we edited the music video ourselves. Mm. So even like the cutting picking, we went through every single frame, picked every frame, picked every second, how, how long it would go for, speed it up, slow it down. And I like eight hours a day, just, just editing because it was so, I, I feel like there was such a clear vision that I wanted that it was really hard for someone else to execute without me um, yeah. really, really watching because I feel like this is kind of like my baby, I would say. Yeah. So I, I really wanted it to be the best that it could be, especially because um, everyone went out of their way to come and help on this project. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I think you mentioned something so important. Uh, I really like what you said about just how people, you know, uh, sometimes get together and work on something that they're very, very passionate about. Um, and, you know, a lot of times those projects, you know, people work under their rates. Um, but I think those projects are very special because, you know, people really believe in something and they, um, you know, of course, when it comes to the business aspect of it, you know, uh, everyone tries to work things out. Um, but once we go beyond it and we really dive into it with a lot of passion and a lot of vision behind it, um, that is something that, you know, always kind of 
at least for me, it, you know, it's like a, a moment where I can go back to like, you know, what got me excited about music again, you know, and make me enjoy music again, you know? So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's so awesome. And thank you for allowing us to be a part of that. Um, I was just hearing you guys talk and part of me was like, you know, another, a project that I think is very visual is, um, Jay Hung, your project, Savian. Um, it, it would be awesome to see you guys collaborate because to, you know, like that could be a, a very interesting, sure. you know, cause <laughs> you're to. I'm going to have to look at this. You're going to have to link me after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it's both like, you know, we talked about a little bit about metaverse and, you know, just like different worlds. Um, I feel like even saving the project itself is, is very like, it's like a, it's like a landscape, you know, uh, of sounds and, you know, and different things that come together. So I think you guys collaborating could be a very, very cool, oh. uh, interesting thing. And by the way, uh, Savian, oh. Savian is, uh, this background right here, this, this, it's, it's my, uh, my pet project, uh, that oh I started God, during the so pandemic. Sick. So what um, is it like a music project? Is it like a film project? Is it just it's a music project, um, that I, I started during the pandemic when I was stuck here in my studio two years <laughs> oh I, hey i mean i was dwelling on this idea for two years so i'm there with you it's funny because uh, like i don't know how you executed this i had two years, uh, <laughs> years <to stand> <laughs> yeah. wow but i was i'm absolutely amazed by the video it, it, and, and the song is great loved it hey, even on the uh the music side of things um Emily, you know, when we talk about like direction and stuff, it almost made sense of so many like scene changes, you know, uh, when, yeah. when even designing it, we, when we were planning this out, we, we weren't just thinking like, let's just make a song. We thought of it as like, let's make this something that could also be visually represented as well, too. Mm. And all these kind of details do matter because, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to make something that is an idea come to life. <laughs> and, um, that's why like you know it, it made sense we're like hey you know maybe make the pre-course a little softer uh and explode on the course you know and make it minimal on the verses but punchy you know so all of these things it, it just it just makes sense um you know my my question is is at what point did you feel like you were uh when you were hearing the song you're like oh let's get sword involved let's get amber involved mm -hmm. just just uh want to see what your process is and um see what you got uh what got you or what made you come to decide that um i think i decided that after the first pass of lyrics actually so after we did our first pass of lyrics it became a song um it's funny because it started off as a song um for healing right so it you know through betrayal either like you know relationship or friendship i feel like um, everybody at some point in their lives goes through some kind of betrayal because that's just, you know, that's just how life is. And then I feel like from that, you can either choose to go down the dark path and be sad, or you can choose to go the path where, you know what, I'm going to make myself better. I'm going to level up, you know? And then it, as soon as we started writing and we started writing these lyrics where it was like, you know, kind of bad bitch girl boss vibes. Right. And Immediately, I was like, Soren, Amber, like, who else would I want on this song besides my, like, super independent, bad bitch lady friends, Soren and Amber? You know, it's, I feel like when I was really writing, I wanted the song to be more gender neutral. I ended up putting boy in there once because it just fit, you know, it just fit. It sounded good. And I, I really was trying to keep the song gender neutral because um, I don't think 
that music or um, stories or these kinds of feelings uh, are just one gender, right? Like, I, I feel like I want anybody, whether boy, girl, you know, whatever you want to identify as, I think everybody should be able to relate and everyone does relate to these kinds of feelings of betrayal and overcoming and all of that. And, you know, Soren and Amber inspire me. I think all the times that I have been down, um, whenever I had a hard time, I knew that if I called, they'd be there for me. And it's the same thing, right? If they called, I drop everything, I'd be there for them. So I think if it wasn't them, I wouldn't have had a feature. I've actually said this to them before, but if it wasn't Amber on the, the rap rap verse, and if it wasn't Sorn on the pre-hook, um, I wouldn't have had anybody else because I wrote, I, we wrote it for them uh, with them in mind, you know, the soft kind of angelic pre-hook. We talked about this. I was like, this is perfect for Sorn. Like I can't imagine anybody else on it. And the rap verse, I say rap because, you know, it was like sing rap. Like um, I couldn't have imagined anyone but Amber. So I think as I was writing, I had them in mind. Yeah. Amazing. Cause uh, it's, it's, like it's very hard to see artists so passionate about what they want to do exactly mm. and be so specific about it and, and actually do it. Uh, you know, cause we're like halfway through the shoot. Most people are just, okay, you know, director, please tell me where to, where to stand, where, what to do. Uh, I'll just, I'll basically show up <laughs> to cool. you actually, you actually like being in there, you know, all the way to the editing and all that stuff. That takes a lot of passion and that that's awesome for an artist. Yeah, I think for me, um, so this, this is kind of sad, but um, the reason I started writing uh, in the first place was because I was going through like, I was going through some things and, you know, it was kind of dark times. And then um, I felt like a way to release was through writing poems. So whenever I had uh, dark thoughts or whenever I had sad thoughts, um, the way that I would release them was through writing poems. So I actually have a, like a notebook and a notepad on my phone too of just lines that come to my mind. You know, at like four in the morning, five in the morning, there's just random thoughts just come to my head and I just write them down as poems. And then uh, eventually I was like, I feel like music is a way of healing. Like, have you ever been really sad and just put on a pair of headphones and just cried while listening to music. Like I'm sure everybody has gone through that before. Like, like five minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was, that was five minutes ago. Wait a minute. You were here five minutes ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus. Cried, cried on the inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like um, for me, whenever I was really sad before I would put on a pair of headphones and there's certain songs that I would listen to on repeat that would either, I feel like, ah, they understand me. Mm. Like someone else is going through this. Someone else feels mm. this way, or it's a song that I feel like if I listen to, it'll give me strength. Right. Mm. So I feel like if I'm feeling this way, I'm, I can't be alone. There must be other people who feel this way. So mm. what should I do? Should I just leave these poems? Should I just leave these thoughts here? And, you know, what do I do with them? And eventually I just thought, why don't I turn it into music so I can share it with other people? So, you know, if someone else is going through the same thing or if someone else feels that way, they can listen to this and feel like there's someone else who understands them, that they're not alone and that they should be healing and they are powerful. And, you know, they 
have someone that they can listen to to rely on, maybe possibly. So you know, it, it, that's why I think this project is so special to me, and especially you know, as an anime fan, we weren't always accepted. You know, I mean, it's accepted now. Everyone, everyone likes anime now. You know, but for the longest time, it was kind of not cool and it was not okay. So you know, bringing all of that together as a form of healing, um, it was kind of like a gift, I guess, that mm-hmm. I wanted to just give unsolicited nobody asked for it but here it is <laughs> you know yeah i think that's the power of music you know and um like how, what how does that make you feel when someone comes up to you and say hey thank you for speaking on this because that really meant a lot to me um how does that you know make you feel as an artist it's it's hard to describe because yeah. I would say that um, I get a lot of messages from younger girls, especially um, like either like handwritten letters. Those are my favorite, by the way. Oh my God, I keep all my handwritten letters and they make me so happy. But um, I've had girls come and say to me, like, thank you. Like, because of the things you said, I was more confident in myself. Like, thank you. Because of the things that you said, I wasn't afraid to be myself. And I think that as an artist, as a creator, that's all you can really ask for. Right. Because I feel like if, my music or my art or whatever it is that I'm doing can change one person's life. Mm. Then I feel like I, I did it right. Like I feel like I made it. And I I feel like for me, um, creating art is simply just, just that it's not like, Oh, like I want to be billboard or, Oh, I want to get like millions of views or I want any of that. It's more of like, I want the people who need it to see it. That's it. I just want the people who need this, uh, either for healing, either for confidence, for any of that. I I want them to see it. And that's kind of what May is for me. Um, There's me and then there's May. We're two very different people in the same body. And I feel like that's most people, right? You have the face that you show to everybody. You have the confident side of you. And then you have the side of you that's unsure, the dark side. Sometimes, you know, you have bad thoughts maybe. Mm. And yeah. You know, you, you're unsure of yourself. You don't really know what to do, wow. but yeah. you're vulnerable. And that's, that's everybody. There's not, not a single person who has not been vulnerable. Yeah. I, I just don't believe that even the most confident person is vulnerable. And that's what I think people have to know, you know, especially all the things you see on social media, like everyone's beautiful. Everyone's having a great time. Everyone's wealthy. Everyone's all these things, but are they really you know? Right. And then I feel like when people start to compare themselves to what they see on the internet, they get really sad. Right. So I feel like if I can make art that people can live vicariously through, or like, you know, I I want them to look in and be like, Oh, like someone else feels this way and it's possible to do something with it. Right. Like you take your sadness and you make it into art and that's, that's being productive now, you know, I'm not just like, I, I could very much just be sitting in the corner crying, which I might do later, but you know, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, yeah, weird, but that's, yeah. I guess my, well, yeah, I think that's why you have such a great fan base. You know, I think uh, that's why your fans are, um, you know, uh, so loyal to you and, um, and they continue to follow you because, you know, um, obviously, you know, you're beautiful, you're, you know, you're young, you have energy, great energy, um, you're very talented, um, but you also show everybody um, this other side, you know, that's just very human. Um, And I think from artistic standpoint, we need to see more of that, especially in an era where, you know, Instagram, 
Instagram and everything on social media is just perfection, you know, and, um, and it's, you know, essentially like when someone that's, you know, maybe not, you know, uh, that, that confident about themselves and they see that, um, they might not feel like they're worth anything or they might not feel like they fit, you know, into this world. But I love just how, um, you're able to convey a lot of confidence back into your fan base. And, uh, I, I love that message, you know, for even just the people that, um, met, might not know, um, you know, Emily may, uh, you know, yet, you know, and I feel like soon, um, the more people that, you know, see your music, see your art, um, they get to experience your music and your art will, uh, really understand it and it's going to really help them. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I want people to listen to my domain and feel like, I am a bad bitch. Like, I want you to wake up and listen to my domain and be like, I am not sad. I am a bad bitch. You know, like, that's, that's the, the message that I, I, I want people to feel. That's why it says, yeah. like, you know, you're in my domain, you know, and yeah. because it's kind of, you know, Jujutsu Kaisen, you know, like anime fans. It's when you're, when someone's in your domain, that's your space. You have control. You are the, you are the boss of that space, you know, and that's, Kind of the whole message behind the song. So, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that to myself in the morning tomorrow. Um, you're a bad bitch. You know, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> my domain. My domain. You know, my domain. In the bathroom. This is my domain. <laughs> Just a squirrel. <laughs> my world. Just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm dead. <laughs> you know, like music is you know bigger than ourselves, right? Uh, or big. It, it has so many meanings and. It's great that you're like a beacon of light and you're, you're using that talent for, uh, you know, for the better. Right. The truth is right now, the music, you know, my daughter said, um, recently we're listening to some song in the car and she's like, Hey dad, this is an, this is an old song. Right. And I go, how did you know that? She goes "Oh, because there's no profanity in it. Mm. Right. And I was like, Oh, that is so profound. I never thought of it that way. And, you know, and she's, she's 10 years old, right? Oh so my God. Um, yeah. it's great that it's great to see artists with, you know, uh, like a positive message for the youth and giving confidence to girls and so forth. So yeah, big ups. Yeah. yeah. It, it's funny because I feel like when I was writing this song, I was like, I am sad and I'm going to convince myself that I'm not sad. And then, <laughs> and then you know, you keep writing, you keep writing and you're like, you know what? I feel good. I feel good. And I feel like that's, that's how you like songs, you know, you just kind of feel something. And then as you're writing, you're also learning about yourself, which is why I feel like songwriting and being an artist is also so scary because you're showing other people um, like a very private part of yourselves. Right. Wouldn't you guys say that? Like when you, when you write music, you feel like you're showing someone a small piece of yourself and that's always something scary. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. You know, we talk a lot about having, you know, having a purpose here. And I think, you know, having that kind of purpose allows you to really create a good sense of direction of where you need to go. Right. And, um, you know, even earlier when you were talking about how a lot of people worked out of this for passion, I mean, you know, it was something that we truly believed in and felt like, you know, there was a message that needed to be spread, even though if it's stuff that is just worked on musically or behind the scenes, there's a part of that where our main focus is to make this idea come to life, you know, and make that message audibly known, visually known. Um, and it's just something that just makes sense at the end. So, you know, that's, that's definitely cool that what, with what you're doing. Oh, thanks. I feel like, you know, everyone just, you know, because I feel like this is a universally, um, 
felt emotion, I guess. The feeling oh. of like sadness, betrayal, um, confidence and growing and all of that. I feel like that's why it's so relatable. And I think everyone on the team was like, yeah, yeah, I, I've been through that. Yeah, let's write this. You know? Yeah, I'm sure, you know, like Jay Hyung, you have a lot of stories like this, but I remember um, like I was somewhere. Uh, I think it was KCON, you know, and there's a lot of fans that um, walk around. And I, I remember one fan came up to me and, um, you know, she was obviously like just very nervous. But she said, well, you know, I, uh, the past year she was she was telling me how depressed she was and she was going through a lot of hard times. And anytime she listened to the music that I wrote, like it really helped her through those you know times. And I like stood there and I like froze and I didn't know what to say back, you know, and I was like, because part of me in my mind, I was thinking, well, I didn't write that for that purpose. You know, I didn't really write that for that reason. Um, but to see someone being affected in that way and in such a positive way, like that moved me so much, you know, and I was just so blown away by just how powerful music is, you know? And, um, I just remember thinking like, wow, like I'm so thankful, you know, to just be a part of something that, um, I can express myself and other people out there can connect, you know, with me and just what I was going through. So, very cool like I, I just love that topic or just even talking about how uh powerful music is and you know how that can you know, even extend outside of just our little like you know head and you know the way we express things so very cool yeah music for everybody music for the world <laughs> <laughs> music cool. is the best yeah. well um you found success as a social media influencer and as a entrepreneur um, how do you think that played or um, how do you think that was able to kind of play with uh, with with or make it creating your first uh, single? I would say social media definitely helped because um, a lot of the people that I that worked on this project, I know because of work through social media. So my animator uh, who got together with me when I first started talking about this actually had reached out to me like five years ago for some other work, which was uh, for social media work. And then he also happened to own an animation studio, which is how like, I think it's so crazy how everything just kind of comes together. Right. And then like, um, even like, you know, with you guys and meeting you guys, I feel like, um, having a presence on social media has helped with all of that because I don't know why, but for some weird reason, if you have a following, people feel like they can trust you. I don't know. Like, do, like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, there's like some kind of psychological theory based on that where like people feel like they can trust people who are in like a position of power or like popularity. I don't know what it is, but then I feel like, you know, thanks to that people who saw my vision were like, okay, she's not just, screwing around right like if she says she's gonna do this she's not just gonna like back out when things get hard she's gonna actually go through with it so i feel like that's kind of how it played in for the social media part i would say and then for the entrepreneur part um this music video cost a lot of money <laughs> and then uh to to make that money um i worked you know through like you know, the company that I have through all of those things. And then through social media, I like amassed money over the years and then gave it all to this music project. <laughs> so I, I feel like, and then definitely um, when it came to like budgeting for things, doing all of that um, numbers. Yeah. Numbers definitely mm. helped. 
business and numbers and all of that. So I guess that's how I, it came along. Yeah. Funding, funding this music project. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, it's funny. Cause uh, when we talk about uh, some of the uh, stuff that kind of built us on who we are, uh, not many people know this, but I actually studied history in college. I wanted to be a history <laughs> teacher at first. <laughs> How that helped me in music? Um, actually, you know, for us, we're we're very heavy and in terms of like memorizing dates. Um, and it's kind of sad to say this, but I remember like people's birthdays based on events that happened in the past. Um, so <laughs> well, you're, you're the first guy that I know that applied history major to to actual life. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, better, my degree at college is in anthropology. Wow. Anthropology, I feel like, is the one elective that people take because they're forced to take. And then I just decided I wanted to major in it. So what am I going to do with it? I don't know. Maybe I'll be in Indiana Jones one day. I haven't decided yet, but I feel you on that. History, anthropology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think something about uh, history that made me kind of, um, hey, one thing that I feel like history is important is it's something that you should learn because these are, you know, whether it is mistakes or events that happened in the past, we can learn to be better from it, right? Um, and I think what applies in terms of like music, um, aside from, you know, memorizing some of the greats and researching about them, um, I think there's always something where in order to make history, um, or be part of the books and become what we call like a legend or a legacy or leave a legacy behind. Um, it requires something where we want to do things for the people, you know, and, um, you know, la giving that everlasting impression uh, requires a lot of great sacrifices, a lot of great work and uh, things that sometimes you don't want to do in order for it, you know, to travel or take this journey on the path of greatness. So, you know, it's, it's, it's com commendable that, you know, you as somebody that had a vision made it work, you know, and the end result is something that came out as amazing. The road was long and hard, but the journey is part of the fun, right? <laughs> uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think part of that, too, is uh, this is something that Kairos always uh, likes to say, and it's something that resonates with me a lot. It's the people that you surround yourself in as well, too. And that's only going to help you. Uh, reach further and uh, push yourself further as you even explained earlier that you know a lot of people were patient with you and trying to work out of this for passion I think that's important you know you want to surround yourself with the people that you're um, with good people because then that's only going to bring fruitful and good results so that's true good people's good people's everybody group hug no. <laughs> <laughs> good people's good vibes good energy hey there you go <laughs> I think a lot of artists listen to this podcast as well, you know, and uh, or aspiring artists. Uh, and many people, you know, might think, oh, yeah, I could do that, too, you know, and so forth. But, you know, I think people underestimate what it takes to create something out of thin air, mm -hmm. you know, out of nothing to create a song, create a music video, create a whole storyline and, you know, things that inspire people and all that stuff, uh, you know, and again, a lot of that has to do with a lot of the great people that we're blessed with, you know, around us um, that make it happen. Um, you know, we, we often have ideas and without people, it can't like we can't, you know, uh, make it happen. Right. So I think we're uh, I think all of us here are very blessed to have a lot of great people around us, you know, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Agree. <laughs> 
Do you have anything to say for like aspiring artists and musicians out there? Um, I think I myself, I, I'm still an aspiring artist. <laughs> I'm like, um, that's, that's also me. I would like to hear some advice. No, but I think um, if I were to give it advice, if I were to give advice, I would say, um, this is what I say for everything though, you know, it, any kind of art, any kind of creating, I say that you just do something that's true to you because if you're chasing a trend, that's all you're ever going to be doing. You're just going to be chasing. Right. And then what happens is it moves on. So I feel like the only thing that you can really do is stay true to yourself and do something that you believe in. Because at the end of the day, if you work hard and you really believe in something, other people who also believe in it will come and people will see that, you know, and if, if they don't like it, then they don't like it, you know, but if you do something that's not you, that's not genuine, people can feel that. Yeah. Right. So, which is why I, like for me personally, um, I don't think that I could take a song from somebody and just do that song. I feel like I would have to be part of the creating process. Um, unless, you know, it's some songwriter or just is like literally me, you know, like it's, we're the same person and then they just get me, but it's very, very hard for anyone to understand you like you, right? There's not a, I think that there's not a single person, including your parents who could understand you the way that you understand you. So I, I feel like that's, um, something that you have to learn by yourself. And, um, as like a songwriter, as an artist, as a creator, um, all you can do is just try and learn along the way, make mistakes, keep trying, keep working. And that's it. And then eventually you'll do something cool as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. In other words, be a badass bitch as yeah, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Be confident. Fake it till you make it. Man. I'm going to be so honest. That's all you got to do. You got to fake it till you make it. If you're not confident, tell yourself that you are confident and then eventually you will be confident. Yeah. That's really great advice. Cool. Anything you guys would like to plug? Hello, friends. This has been uh, Emily Ghoul. If you haven't already checked out my domain, please, please check it out. We all worked very hard. Um, it'll be on YouTube if you type in my domain, Emily Ghoul, or maybe they'll drop a link somewhere, possibly. Right down there. Yeah, right down right here. Down there's there's going to be a link down <laughs> yeah. here somewhere. So please check it out. Um, I think it's fun and worth three minutes of your time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am Jay Chong handle at all social media. Um, th th uh, there's a band called eight, three, one just dropped a single called hugs uh, that I helped produce uh, went number one, I think last week. Cool. Uh, mm. And uh, that's about it. Uh, and working on some new artists in Japan and things like that, but I'll uh, keep you updated. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. I think uh, this week we released like uh, the, the, some of the songs from idol uh ost and uh and samuel one of our writers just released uh, uh nct he's he he got a cut on the nct album so a lot of, a lot of yeah a lot of fun things happening um yeah uh we gotta get samuel on the show as well but very cool yeah and everybody check it out please oh the real kairos that's my that's my handle yeah <laughs> cool i'm just hobie one kenobi Love Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars guy. It was also a nickname when I was a sixth grader. My teacher would call me Hobie One Kenobi. Just <laughs> oh, recently hit a career milestone, having over one million records sold in Korea. That's 
crazy Ooh. thing. Not only I that, know. I also want to shout out to Emily as well too. Her her song "My Domain" is amazing, guys. And not only is the music cool, but the music video makes you feel like you're in a whole new world. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. she and I love playing games, and it's something we that do. we connect we with. Music. Yeah, and it's 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 a cool it's a cool it's more than just a cool like visual and music thing. It's it just puts you in another world. So please check that out. Well, yeah, thank you so much for getting on the show. Uh, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, and you know, hopefully, we'll do this again. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much so much for tuning in. Um, until next time, we'll see you guys All again. Right. Peace.